I can't tell you what it really is. I can only tell you what it feels like. And right now it's a steel knife in my windpipe. I can't breathe, but I still fight. Well, I can fight. As long as the wrong feels right, it's like I'm in flight. High off a log, drunk from my hate. It's like I'm huffing pain. I love her the more I suffer. I suffocate. And right before I'm about to drown, she resuscitates me. She fucking hates me.
talking brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. Water cooler combo in here. Crack the cold while we're on the air. Big talking brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. Water cooler combo in here. Crack the cold while we're on the air. Kicking back, having a few beers, we're chatting. Pull up your chair, we're all relaxing. Any subject, we never dismiss. Big talking brewskis with Marissa Smith. Comedy, sex, relationships, more. Any subject, we got it in store. Big talking brewskis is coming in live. Crack when open, Marissa has arrived. Big talking brewskis with Marissa Smith. Yeah. 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 Sky falls, earthquakes. We gon' put this back together. We won't break. Sky falls, earthquakes. We gon' put this back together. We won't break. Sapphire, a part of princess. Haitian gods and all of my princesses Our condolences as we fight against this We right by your side while we trying to make sense of this Heavenly Father, help us see through these problems And for those that's left, accept them into your garden They read the country's already starving So we sacrifice many to shed light on all of them Y'all please pardon, speak from my heart The only way I can see this tragedy will fall So let's get involved with them Hand to hand, arm to arm with them Till they get strong again Sky falls
big talking brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. Wanna call a combo in here? Crack a cold one, we're on the air. Big talking brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. Wanna call a combo in here? Crack a cold one, we're on the air. Kicking back, having a few beers, we're chatting. Pull up your chair, we're all relaxing. Any subject, we never dismiss. Big talking brewskis with Marissa Smith. Comedy, sex, relationships, war. Any subject, we got it in store. Big talking brewskis. Is coming in live Crack when open Marissa has arrived Big talking brewskis With Marissa Smith Yeah Hey guys This is Big Talking Brewskis I'm Marissa Smith Happy Friday everybody It is Friday You made it And uh, this week We have Rain Dove with us What up? How you doing Rain? Oh I'm doing awesome How are you doing? Good How was your week? Um, it was fabulous. Lots of awesome, strange things happening this week. Um, just came back from a sculptor. Um, oh, cool. Been, like sculpt my body. Um, so I was like working on getting plastic board all over my body, which okay. is like, the sexiest thing. <laughs> now this is like a full mold or like full mold. Oh wow. Yeah. So like this is like. Well, how tall are you? Because you seem quite tall. Well, I'm six foot two. Okay, yeah. so like it's gonna be like a full body, or is it? It's just gonna like full body. Okay, full that's body, awesome. Uh, limited clothing. Okay. Um, but it's artistic, so it's not. All right. And I just slap the word art on it, and, and you can do anything. Anything. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, like, what kind of medium are they gonna be using the sculpting? Like, is it gonna be? Like- um, yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, I think it's gonna end up being uh, created out of foam, and then it's gonna be covered in either resin or copper. Oh, okay. Um, and then it will be um, all over the world, like Venice Biennial, um, probably like various art shows and museums around the world. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, have yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Have you done like sculptings like this before? Or have you been like the inspiration for sculptings like this before? <laughs> this is my first one, so it's very strange. <laughs> You're getting me at a very strange time in which um, things are moving very quickly. Okay. I get to meet a lot of amazing people like yourself and uh, talk to a lot of really interesting individuals who are doing different forms of art. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I, you know, congratulations. I think it's like um, I've only had like the experience that I was in a photo that was in a gallery and so like that's that weird moment where you're taking a picture of yourself next to yourself in the gallery <laughs> yes. like you know you're just like look ma like you know it's, it's happening yeah there's two of me yeah but it's like you have that like weird sensation like oh wait a second I'm on a wall somewhere like this is <laughs> this is strange yeah. like this is definitely strange I mean well you're stunning have you done any commercial work before? no I can no. see you I'm yeah. Make me stop, and I buy whatever you. Want. <laughs> well, thank you. I always felt like I was like too short for. Our, well, I mean, commercial. I guess I'm tall enough, but I get like um, whenever I get some sort of like listing for like modeling, it's always for like plus size, and it just makes me want to like yell out the windows. So I'm just kind of like, ah, fuck modeling. Like, well, I mean, I'm gonna be funny. Goddamn it! Anymore, like. Yeah, it does because um, everything's on a digital platform. Yeah, if they want you skinny, they're gonna Photoshop it. If they want you short, they're gonna Photoshop it. If they want you tall, they're gonna Photoshop you. I mean, it sucks, you know. It's, yeah, because it's part it's of art. But I mean, you, I think right now um, it's more about the personality and less about the you know conformity or like the natural body because right. they can manipulate you. Yeah, I mean, especially like if um, 
they kind of make you unreasonable. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if, if they're just, like, making you, like, so ridiculously thin, like, I think I'd have a problem. I'm just trying to find our topics. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of, like, when they... Um, I get that a lot. Um, them a size 6 to 8. Yeah. Um, that's this weird, like, gray zone between the normal model size, quote-unquote, which is 0 to 4. Right. Um, or, I hate the term plus size, but a lot of people own that term, so, you know, what up? Um... But that's like the size ten and above. So if you're a six or eight, you're in this weird dead. Yeah, zone. that's where I am. But I'm sh- like much shorter. So like you look like you know at like a six to eight, like you look very like statuesque. And like for me, it's just like oh, you know, one more chicken wing. You're midwestern. Like you we know. just gotta change the type of statues we're making. Then you'd be statuesque. You know, well, <laughs> they need to be five three. Uh, <laughs> I'm, like, having, like, such trouble trying to find these uh, topics. We were, you were um, talking to me a little bit earlier about um, a couple of things. Uh, one of the things we were talking about was the uh, new gay flag, the new LGBTQPIADKH flag, which is all the letters now that exist in the... Do you know this? Do you know this? Okay. Yeah. Lesbian, gay, okay. trans, bisexual, polyamor slash pansexual, intersex... Agender slash asexual. Okay. Demisexual. And kink. Kink is a new thing that's been added as one Okay. Of and then I always put H on there because I think that we should include um, heterosexual as a recognized sexual identity. You know? Right. Um, okay. So now we're going to have to go through some of these uh, that I don't know. One so uh, now one of them was uh, pan or polyamorous. Yeah, so polyamorous, obviously, you probably know right, about. Right, what that's exact- always stigmatized, polyamory. Yeah, but what is exactly pansexual? Um, pansexual is kind of like, uh, I mean, I guess the, the best way for me to be able to articulate this, and I, I myself don't really identify on any of those terms of any of those letters, but uh, uh, my, my best definition of that would be uh, someone who says, I like, um, the person I like could be anyone. You know, it, it could be literally pan is like across the board. Right. Um, it doesn't mean that you love everyone. It means that you have the possibility to love anyone and you let it come as it comes. And, and as opposed to bisexual? Bisexual recognizes a binary. So bisexual says that you could be into men or women. Okay. It doesn't necessarily recognize the spectrum of identity in between. However, some bisexual individuals do say that bisexual is all-inclusive and is very much on par with pansexual. For me, language is like a massive prison, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't understand why we need all of these, like, you know, the, the sounds that we utter from our throat are supposed to, like, you know, right. <laughs> imprison us into a way of thinking or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it depends on who you are. Everyone has their own identity, you know, they have their own way. And, and like, bisexual could mean one thing to one person and one thing to another. But pansexual and bisexual, they keep them separate because most people see bisexual as liking one or the other, whereas pansexual is like, I like, I can like anyone from the full spectrum. Yeah. Okay. Because it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. It's because I'm just trying to, well, yeah, no, and I'm so happy that you're enlightened me, you know, because <laughs> I am. Exactly. Sex guru. It's like, I'll be you here are the, all hour. <laughs> you're like the totest, the tallest Yoda. <laughs> you're, you're Toda. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, because like, I would, you know, just, like, being completely ignorant of it, like, I would assume that bisexual would be, like, pansexual because you um, are sexually attracted to both. But I would also think that if a person would be trans and they're identifying as, um, you know, 
their gender of choice and you are bisexual and you're still with whatever gender they are both identifying <laughs> as Your and squinted up so is amazing yeah like because i'm just like i'm not i'm no, trying I mean, not to are, be a dick like are, no 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 there are a lot of bisexual individuals who are in relationships with people who are in transition or people who have no gender identity um and they still identify as bisexual um in fact my partner identifies as bisexual however i don't personally identify on the gender spectrum i do very much love my clit it's an awesome thing got tits the size of like small pheasants which is pretty rad and they're just <laughs> kind of like naturally occurring on my body and hanging out um massive massive wind resistance but you know i'll take it um but, uh, you know, those are, like, my physiological traits, and they don't really fall into, like, you know, uh, limiting how I live my life. You know, they right. don't really structure why I like something or why my mannerisms are a certain way. Um, but uh, even though I don't fall on the gender spectrum, um, as far as identity goes, my partner still is like, I am bisexual. Okay. Um, like I said, it's personal for everyone. I think that the whole entire thing is, like, in my personal opinion, uh, unnecessary in a certain way for us to divide ourselves. But at the same time, it is necessary because people are killed every day for just wanting to love who they want to love, including themselves. Right. Um, and so those labels are important for people to be able to explain why they um, are different and also to be able to identify the problem with the way we treat people um, but one day my hope is that one day um, we will simply be able to say not I am lesbian I am gay I am trans we'll just be able to say I am I right. and that's enough now um, what are your um, preferred pronouns mm, a pronoun is just a sound to me and all I'm listening for in that sound is positivity I think that it's very, very unnecessary to have pronouns, in my personal opinion. However, I understand and respect people who have worked hard for their pronoun or identify with it. Um, but it's just so much extra effort, right? Being like he, she, you have to divide something. And I just don't want the potential of what people think I'm capable of to be divided in half simply by a sound. Right. Um, I want the best out of life. And I want people to refer to me um, like they would the best type of person that they'd want to hang, hang around, you know? Right. Because I, I know some people identify as a they that, that don't necessarily uh, want to be identified as male or female. Yeah. And so, um, and I, I try to like, I try to go by whatever pronouns people want to hear. Right. To, you know, um, but it, it does get, I feel like confusing sometimes, but I think that if everybody is just open to hey like you know we're all individuals and we're all just trying to get through this together and and you know words are important and yes. you know and if you can take that two extra seconds to be like no that's not this this is this like <laughs> yeah. you know um so i i think that that's always important um there was another okay so we were talking about the flag when we started right. this out. So I mean, is have there you seen an, this flag? Have you seen the new flag? It's with black and brown also added right. to the rainbow. Right. Yeah, I've seen this. Um, there was a, Did you say there was an I? Oh, yeah. I is for intersex. Okay, so now what is intersex? Intersex um, is actually a physiological condition in which I don't really like to refer to it as a condition, but it, that's the definition of it. Um, it's like, it's like when a somebody hermaphrodite? may have... Uh, yeah, I mean, hermaphrodite is probably the 
I mean, I you know, as long as you have good intentions, but it's not usually the PC term for it. Um, okay. It's somebody who does have uh, genitalia that may not align with, like, external genitalia may not align with internal genitalia, or the um, genitalia may not line up with the um, chromosomal elements of the person, okay. or the, you know, or the hormonic um, elements of the person. And in fact, uh, a couple of people did who are intersex um, actually competed in the Olympics this year, um, female, and... Um, when their external genitalia didn't match their internal genitalia, they were asked to remove their external genitalia or cut it back so that it would be size appropriate. And there was another, um, there was a runner who's very famous, and uh, they did very well. And I forgot their name, but they're uh, they're intersex, and um, they won uh, a couple medals this season, like silver, I think, no, no gold. Um, but uh, they, when they go back to their country in order to be able to compete in the next Olympics, they're actually being required, required. In order to compete as a female, um, even though they're not, like, you know, I mean, trans people should still be able to compete. Trans women should still be able to compete. But I just mean, like, even though they were born um, and they identified with being female when they had literally, you know, they could choose either choose side. Either um, sex or exa- gender. Exa- right. Exactly. Yep. Either either sexual ide- sex identity. Um they are being required to go under undergo hormone therapy to take more estrogen because apparently um, they're like if you have too much testosterone you're not going to qualify to be male which I think is complete bullshit, my opinion. So okay, so I, I'm you know I feel this like I'm intense. having a, this yeah is this intense. Is, this yeah is intense. no no and, imagine and somebody tells you you have too much testosterone in you you cannot identify as a female you cannot compete in feminine sports um, you cannot publicly be a female unless you go on. Um, Ther- hormone therapy, therapy for to reduce your, yeah. your testosterone. But, like, that's just the way that you're born. Right. It's not your fault. Right. And that must be of female if that is a naturally occurring thing in somebody who identifies as female and or has sex organs that scientifically are identified as female sex organs. Well, I was reading about this phenomenon, and I think it's uh, in uh, the Dominican Republic, and they actually started uh, another gender that was... Uh, it's basically... Uh, was once a girl and so I can't remember what the Spanish term for it is but there's like a, a genetic uh, occurrence where someone is, is born female because they didn't have uh, at birth enough of I, I guess testosterone or whatever hormones to make them fully male but then once they go into um, puberty, then they get a boost of um, testosterone and then start developing uh, right. male genitalia. And, yeah, it, it, it was really... So, I mean, I guess in that case, they'd be, like, intersex. But... Um, and then I, I thought it was interesting because some, sti- like, decide to become male at that point and then some decided to stay female at that point because... They still felt like right. e- that they had always been a, a, a woman, yeah. and then some felt like, "Oh no!" Like I, I kind of feel like, "No, I, I, I'm, I'm a guy." Well, okay, walk with me on this. All yeah, right? this is everyone makes fun of me because they think I'm super utopian, and they, and they're like very much like, "Well, Rain, we're just not at that point yet. We can't look at things like that. It's just not realistic. We must be divided now. We're not going to get to a point where we all are just like I am I." But walk with me, okay? Imagine if you were born and instead of popping out of the vagina and immediately being segmented into a specific culture for the rest of your life and judged by that culture for the rest of your life and judged in half for the rest of your life by saying it's a girl or it's a boy what if they were like it's you 
And what you got was not necessarily this label of you are male or female, but you got a breakdown of your body as a mechanical object, almost like um, a vehicle, where they were like, it's a you, and you have these specific um, functionings. You have a vagina. You have ovaries. These are your hormonic levels. This is your electrical makeup. Um, what that would do is it would allow you a better understanding of you. You would be able to have mental, a better mental health care. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you would have a better understanding of how you function, not in comparison to everyone else, but how you function. You would also be able to get better, um, a better understanding of like how your internal organs are working, how you're functioning, how to take care of those organs, not in comparison to everyone else, but for you. Your diet, you get better dietitian um, advice because people would say, look, these are the levels in your body and these are the types of foods that will foster your health. See, the thing that happens is we get born and then we are divided. Um, And it's almost like the cellular division that happens to create us at birth. We're first divided by male or female, um, then by, you know, the color of our skin, then by as we grow the height and the ability of our body, um, Um, We're divided by our uh, intellectual abilities. Um, Then we're divided into like um, the category of like poor, wealthy, middle in between. We're divided by what borders are born into. And the thing is, it's not fair. We didn't exactly choose this shit. I didn't choose to be on team like white American who kind of looks like a dude but has like an awesome vagina. You know, like (laughs) I, I I didn't choose this shit. It wasn't like I chose my fucking team. You know, we aren't meant to be compared to each other. If we were meant to be compared to each other, we'd look more like ants or grains of sand on the beach. And even those things are different under a microscope. And yet, we can't help it. And the reason why is because we're just spat into the world and we have no idea why the fuck we're here. We're scared. We don't know if there's a reason. If, if there is a reason, we want to do everything that we can to like do the right thing so that whatever happens next, which is very fucking mysterious after like our heart starts beating and our brain stops functioning, we want to make sure that it's going to be okay. So we're always looking to make sure that we're doing what's right. And... That's why rules exist, these fake rules, you know, and people are scared. All this that happens, all this division, all this hatred, it happens because we're so scared that we're not doing the right thing um, with what we have right now. Um, That's why we hold other people down, because we want to know that we're up, we're on top. That's why we, like, hold other people back, because we want to know we're ahead. And it's it's not right, and it's not necessary. You shouldn't have to look around and be like, am I a good woman am i an angry woman am i a woman like am i a feminine enough woman am i tall or short you know you shouldn't be looking at that you should be looking at your life and saying am i a good eye am i good you know um so that's kind of how i look at life i know a lot of people think it's very utopic but i think that with the power of technology and our ability to be homogenous online and connect very quickly like literally we can solve world problems overnight via twitter i think that I really think that we can get there, get to that point. What do you think is the... <laughs> These sound effects are ridiculous, by the way. They're amazing. Also, when I came to Big Talk and Brewski's, I thought Brewski was a person's name. And now I'm sitting in front of, like, a full thing of beer, and I'm so excited. <laughs> I just want to put it out. This yes, is a no, great Brewski's is, is, is... We're having Big Talk and Brewski's. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, now... And I agree with a, a lot of what you said. The only thing that I think is uh, my disconnect is I honestly yeah. feel like rules were created for bad people. I, not so much uh, that they were created for good people. I think that there were no rules and then it's like, oh, yeah, 
Bob just killed somebody, people shouldn't kill people. We should have a rule about that. No killing. Like, you know, and, and because I think for the most part, people would be good. But I think that when you have a, a group of good people, they kind of get blindsided by bad people. And they're like, oh, you know something? We never said you can't do that. Now we're going to have to say you can't do that anymore. And now when somebody does it, now we can say, oh, no, you're a bad person. You did this. Because, I mean, I think that uh, and from, I think, most people, most eyes, that we have a sense of morality. We have a sense of right and wrong. And that some people's might be skewed more about their uh due to their culture or religious background or whatever but just basic right and wrong i think that most of us are are kind of innately get that sensibility and so i think that when you have those people that don't have that internal moral compass that are is just like oh no like a trump or something like then i think that's when rules are i absolutely 100 percent um agree that rules are necessary now when i talk about rules i'm talking about societal rules that um have to do with aesthetics and lifestyle um but when i think about the rules that our society needs i think the rules should be really simple don't get in anyone's way of food, shelter, water, and physical safety. The universal truths and everything else is just extra. There was a time where being black was considered um, a bad guy complex, where it was wrong for you to own land because you're inha- the reason your skin is black is because you were touched by the devil at birth, and that w- people built rules around like black people intentionally to hold them down because they were seen as bad. There are rules out there that hold gay people back because we're seen as bad and evil because we don't fit within the Bible, or you know what I mean. So um, while rules may have been created for what we consider to be bad guy, the idea that they're okay because of that is wrong because what is the bad guy? The bad guy was once you. The bad guy was once me. The bad guy is still us, you know? Um, And I definitely think, like I said, we definitely should have some rules, but the rules should be more about, like, food, shelter, water, physical safety. Don't get the fucking way of anybody getting in those things. Not everybody has to think you're beautiful. Not everybody has to like you. And not everyone has to support you. They just can't get in your way. Um, That's part of free speech, free opinion, and and free thought. Right. Um, and we've yeah. got AJ Mattioli with us. Some dope yeah. hair. Look at that. <laughs> look at that little pompadour. I, I thought I had, I, you know, I made myself look good because I thought <laughs> I had another hour. I feel like. uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and oh then I'm God. like, I'll, I'll show up with some sweat. What's up? <laughs> How and are you doing? Like, good, 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 good. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, rain uh, can talk for a while. About yeah, gender, yeah. So showed I up moderately <laughs> on time. Moderately what? on time. <laughs> That's impressive. <Yeah. laughs> We were talking, okay, so we yeah. still haven't gotten to it, right? Yes, we, we're so talking we're about talking about the new flag. We uh, haven't talked about it at all, actually. Like, we keep trying, but it's yeah. all, of, all <laughs> of a sudden, I gotta care about black people? No, I'm totally. <laughs> I'm totally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I think, I think that um, I would, I think that we live in instant reaction world, um, and people are very like, well, somebody said that. This is the new flag, and because it was on TV, and they said it on TV, I'm gonna just make a big huff and puff about it, um, you know. And then 
you know, I just shut people down on Facebook for like two days straight. At first it was fun, and then it was aggravating, and then it was so now self-loathing. For there were a lot of that, angsty te- uh, messages that you put up on Facebook. Yeah, but I definitely. I, I, so I, much disgruntle. Yeah, people are not unaware of my feelings. <laughs> so now, for people that don't know... Um, a, a brown and a black stripe was added to the uh, gay pride flag, and that's to represent brown and black people, I'm assuming. Yes. Um, okay. Essentially, it was in Philadelphia, there was more than 50% of um, people of uh, more than 50% in the LGBT community are people of color. In Philadelphia, there are also venues that cater, uh, cater to um, dress codes that are primarily anti-people of color. Right. Um, so unless you're wearing khakis, you know, you're not really getting into these venues. So even though they're more than 50%, they're still, you know, feeling very attacked in that community, along with the fact that, you know, all the other um, situations that are going on in, in the country and worldwide against people of color, uh, you know, trans women of color are at the top of the list as far as LGBTQ uh, hate crimes go. Um, they're probably at the top. Right. Um, I mean, how many have, have been killed this year? Uh, 17. I was told by a, a white cisgender gay man that ugh, it's only 17. I didn't realize that, that, you know, and, you know, and I guess in the grand scheme of life, no, it's not, not the Holocaust. But we, the trans people make up such a small, it's people. Small, well, one is too many. One is too many. And yeah. one is too many. And, and it's. And a when you're already only a percentage of a I mean Matthew Shepard was only one. Yeah. Um, the other day I had someone come onto my Facebook page and tell me that, you know, I get it, but that was really like you know, there's other people that were gay that this uh hate crime legislation should be named after of after because Matthew Shepard it was a drug deal that went wrong. And I literally was like, We have the audio tape confession. <laughs> like that says like I did it because he was being a fag. Like, right. it's literally, like, on tape. <laughs> like, and I'm like, oh, thank you so much for... Yeah, I've had a lot of bullshit on my page lately. I had a cisgender, straight man, white guy tell me um, his opinions on the flag, and I simply responded with, are you even part of this community? Which I know he's not. Um, and he's like, oh, now, because I'm not part of a community, I'm not allowed to have an opinion. And then he went off any time you talk about science and the next. And I was like, there's a difference. Um, I went to school and got taught some things. Uh, gay and LGBT history was not one of them. Um, therefore, I'm going to assume that unless you really are gung-ho or, like, your kid's gay, you're not reading up on the gay flag situation. Right. Um, and the other big situation, the other big reason why it's nonsense to get so pissed off about this flag is there are so many other flags? There's yeah. Well, we also have to keep in mind the gay flag, uh, the LGBT or Pride flag or whatever you want to call. It. I think gay flag is a wrong term, and I'm people have to understand. I didn't exactly you know pop out of the vagina and just like become a guru on my own identity. So excuse me for my unpeaceiness. I'm going to make mistakes, and that's the beauty of learning. Um, but uh, yeah. we have to keep in mind that the original uh, rainbow flag actually had two other colors on it, which yeah. is a cyan blue and a magenta, and they took those colors off. Off, um, because they were like, there's too many colors. It's very confusing. Yeah, and they weren't being um, ma- that. Those colors weren't being mass produced at that time. 
Yeah. So they were like, we're going to cut it. So the flag has already changed. Right. Um, They already took things off. And a lot of people's argument for the, um, the thing is just like the flag that happened with the brown and black stripes happened in a regional space specific to a certain community in which intersectionality is a really big part of an issue of being queer. Um, it literally was the difference between feeling safe being queer and being feeling like d- in danger of being queer. Unlike in New York, I mean, I think in New York there's still intersectionality issues, but in New York there's a lot more diversity. It's not, you know, if you see two people of color walking down the street holding hands and they happen to look aesthetically as if maybe they had the same genitalia, you probably would almost look at them in the same way that you would look at two white people walking down the street holding hands as if they had the same genitalia. Like, if you don't like right. queer, you're not going to like either of them. Um, like, Race isn't really a thing. I mean, race is definitely something that's looked down in certain communities in New York City. But it literally, um, where this flag originated, this concept originated, it was literally a difference between life and death. It was literally the difference between being allowed to go into like the into places where it's supposed to be a safe space for you. Well, like, uh, and and I'm happy that that you're both here and that we can have this conversation. And I think it's important for people to to hear this and listen to it and understand uh, a perspective outside uh, of themselves. And so I I think that when you bring up intersectionality, like, one of the things that I have noticed, like, I've gone to, uh, like, gay clubs in the city or whatever, and I find that they're... um, very um, segregated. Oh, completely. Like, you know, yeah, and, and so like that's because there's different music styles and different dance styles, and also there's still this idea of like cultural um, misunderstandings. You know, but I don't necessarily feel like. I mean, dep- depending upon what part of the city you're in, I, mm-hmm. I think that like you know, quote unquote, like cisgender hetero clubs and bars are more integrated. I find than homosexual bars and clubs that I've been to where like you know I I feel like you know and I'm just uh, like as an outsider looking in you know I'm cisgendered hetero woman but like I've you know I've been to a lot of like gay clubs you know but like and not in like a like bachelorette party sense like you know like like no like I my my like oh my god they're so cute um you know the quickest way to end it the quickest date way to get a date to end with me is I I said to a girl, hey, I, uh, I go to mostly drag bars. And she said, oh, my God, the gays love me. I blinked a few times and then was <laughs> like, well, there's the cab right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 No, no. And, I, and, and there's a di- you can tell that there's a difference. There's a, yeah. You don't have a very bachelorette vibe to you. No. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bitch, when we drinking? Like... <laughs> Well, you, you know, um, the le- the letters may be together, you know, but the people are not. Yeah. The right. community is still segregated. Well, it's segregated yeah. by its letters, its identities, its cultures. It's um, separated by, like, there are multitude, even, like, age. Like, um, a lot of people are, like, you know, the age, um, you know, presentation of people who are in from, like, what we consider to be a queer community or whatever, you know, people who don't have common conventional sexual, you know, uh, identities. They like there's not a lot of like older people who are represented in a way that isn't fetishized, you know. Right. Yeah. No. Um, You know, there's there's not an ableism. (laughs) You know, you're talking about ableism. You're talking about people from other countries. You're talking about like what is ableism? Ableism is like we're talking about people who have different physical or mental. Okay. Um, levels, you know, okay. um, yeah. Yeah. and contributions. Well, I mean, I would say also in the gay community, um, and and actually, it's probably hidden. And I can't really speak on Tinder 
uh, or what goes on on Tinder, but I feel like it's probably made its way over the no fats, no femmes, no blacks uh, situation that's on Grinder. Oh, uh, really straight like guys want to get laid. Oh, they know not to they say know that. They know not shit. to write small. Okay. <laughs> yeah. See, the thing is with... with I, I love, you know, and, and I, I don't know which of my, my gay white friends are uh, are guilty of that. Um, and I understand your, the other side of the argument, the argument, well, well, that's just a preference. And my thing is, it's not about your preference. You have right. the ability to scroll right or left. It's yeah, yeah, putting you can it out fil- there. You can filter that. Yeah, and it's, and it's you don't putting have to it out engage. there and it's saying that, yeah, you don't have to engage. <coughs> and it's not, it might not be your intent, but your reaction to your misguided att- you know intent is what's important that's what makes racism i might have friends that are that are totally you know quote unquote cool people of color you know um but at the yeah. same point yeah. but going on for my point, second like, they brewski. might they might <laughs> have that written and they might think on grinder well it's just a preference it'll make people know not to hit me up but as a person of color um i can't imagine that that feels good reading that more often than not that is a huge you don't have I hang out with mostly white gay boys. I mean, I am guilty of that. That's I have I have a very like very diverse spectrum. Um, yeah, you're, you're but it's a, it's a weird it's a it's a weird thing though, right? Because like yeah. a lot and of people they and, just and they're gu- they're guilt they're all guilty of it. Like they'll yeah. they've all said like even if it's not on their grinder profile that you know they've defended it with it's not it's just a preference and and that I understand your preference. You don't have to you know I can curse See, on this. Oh, absolutely. You don't have to fuck, fuck anybody. Shit, damn. Yeah. You don't have to fuck anybody. You don't want to fuck. But you don't also have to be an asshole about just yeah. scroll left. I mean, just or from right, a safety standpoint, like um, serial killers are less likely to kill outside of their own race. So just from a safety <laughs> standpoint, <laughs> like <laughs> right, no, right. we're fucked because most se- serial killers are white. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm so screwed. Well, I'm screwed. I always quote Larry David and say, "For me, hot is hot. You could be albino white to Africa black. I don't give a fuck. Okay. Hot, or you, hot. you do give a fuck." <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so I think it goes into the whole, um, you know, it wasn't the intent, you know, it's not about the intent of being racist. It's about how people who are people of color are saying they feel discriminated against. And if you hear that, your immediate response should be, okay, what am I doing to to make that happen? I was on um, uh, uh, on Facebook, a queer cruising site, um, and I... Dumbly, and this was a year ago, and I've learned a lot in a year, as people do. Um, I, I compared my trans experience to a, an experience with people of color, and this this woman legitimately not like. I I wrote something like, "Oh wow, I never thought of that." It's kind of like being trans then, and she gave me whoo the the verbal ass kicking that I deserved. Um, after reading that, she wrote, "The only thing you should respond." I see you're typing because you could see the the. <laughs> um, <laughs> The only thing you should re- be responding with right now is I'm sorry. And I deleted everything and I wrote, you know what, you're right. I have no right to, t- I might not have intended it to be racist, but if you felt that, that that comment was racist, you're the one that gets to make it, you're the one that gets to set the, t- the tone of what is racist and what right. is not. Well, not it's, perspective is reality, but we also have to understand, you know, like... Um, we have to like my hashtag uh, um, that I'm really trying to like put out there right now is educate, don't hate. You know there is a double-sided sword. Um, there are a lot of people who are um, definitely born with factors that could easily make them feel the victim and or victimize them whether they like it or not. And there are going to be people who are going to say things that are triggering, who are going to do things that are threatening, who are going to um, put obstacles in their life. 
And it is our job as people who are on the receiving end of that to um, educate the people who are doing this, you know, these kind of actions with it, it, to the extent that we, you know, we're not like killing ourselves. Obviously, there's yeah. some people that it's like, you know, they, so they have a lot of brick wall. walls to yeah. go through. Yeah. Um, but the um, it's, it's our um, responsibility to be firm and to be honest, but to act with grace. Um, there's a I'm lot of a hard like, time with the grace. Pl- I'm it's, di- it's, <laughs> real, it's really, di- it's really, di- grace. it's difficult, <laughs> but our, our goal, our goal should not be to skewer these people up. Our goal should be to call them out, to be honest, to be clear, to be blunt, to be unwavering. But also be- what we want is we want these people to change their perspective, to change their minds, because those are the people that are fucking us over. We want them on our team and anyone can change. Anyone can change. I believe that anyone can change, but we need to have incentive for them to want to change. And, but we don't have to compromise ourselves. We don't have to apologize. We don't have to like, glass it over, but we should always be invitational for people to change. See, and I. That's my perspective, though. A lot of people are like, fuck them all, burn them to the ground. They can suck it. No, it's definitely, like, it's definitely very zen. It's definitely, like, very, like. My name is Rain Dove. You know. (laughs) It's in the name. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) and that was Rain Dove. Um, But. uh, I'll have to charge you for the next coup. (laughs) That's money right there. But, like, I kind of feel like. Especially during this election cycle that I feel like so many people are just mentally ill. And I feel like you can't reason with crazy. And like I always view um, like kind of like how you said. Are you saying that the people that voted for Trump are mentally ill? Yes. Yeah. The people who voted for Trump are feeling abandoned and alone. And they are a little... Like, first of all, we have a major stigma on mentally ill, and I don't think mentally ill should ever be stigmatized or demonized. It should not be seen as a bad thing. Um, it should be something that, like, hey, man, we need help. But those people are people who are not part of New York City. We will never understand their struggle. These are people who have made their lives off from hundreds of years of farming, coal mining, and physical manual labor, and they are not ready to transition their life into a technological field. They're, they're just not at that point where that's their skill set and we're kind of like fucking them we're fucking them by saying progress and at the same time we're trying to invite them into a better world a world where we accept each other and um the ideas of diversity the ideas of like sexual acceptance those things are getting muddled in with people who are literally hungry and feeling like abandoned and so there's there's like there's a huge gap that needs to be bridged we need to say look we see that your struggle is something that we'll never understand as city people. We don't have to like rely on manual labor, you know. I mean, um, I, 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 and I understand and I, that w- I understand what you're saying, and your, your, what you're saying yeah. is very compassionate and very. Their hate is wrong, but their their struggle is something we can't really understand. Just but like they can't understand. Evolution is something that's real, and uh, we need to provide real solutions for these people. Evolution shouldn't leave people behind, or else a but lot of us would have been left behind. That's what evolution is about. Evolution is that people that are no longer able to adapt to their environment do get left behind. They go the way of the dodo bird because that is what evolution is. But that's why these people are fighting so hard. These people are saying we are going to die out. Our way of life is going to die out. We are going to die. And we aren't the dodo bird. We're going to stick and fight. You know how we're going to fight? they are the dodo bird. They are. Yeah. Well, you know, I definitely but believe the that the dodo bird didn't know that it right. was the dodo bird, but uh, evolution taught it was. I I understand what you're saying, but you can't you can't stay in in your small environment with no jobs 
on meth or heroin and expect that a job that is no longer relevant is going to work. Like, it's just, it, it doesn't make any sense. And it's not even like they are unable to find or, or, or that I, I don't believe that these people should have no jobs, but it's kind of like there used to be milkmen, right? There'd be milkmen everywhere in the country. There were milkmen in New York city. Like I know people whose grandparents were milkmen, but that job doesn't exist anymore. I I worked at Blockbuster. It doesn't exist. I, I I used to manage a Blockbuster, you you know, something that it does not. Right. I mean, I think also the thing with the coal miners is, it it's, was that extension thing that killed it. It's the extension <laughs> thing, right? Oh, man. The thing is, is that we're not where we used to be. We have the ability to bring these people on board, and a lot of their ideas are but coming from a place of... Like, but you know what? Like, we are better. We are better. But we, we can find solutions. You know what? They are winning because they are people who are in the last of their ropes. These are people who feel like they are going to die out, and they're fighting twice as hard because when you see someone whose life is in peril, they fight twice as hard, maybe sometimes five times as hard. And we don't have an obligation to bring them on board, but we are better, and I know there are solutions. And I know that these people can be incredible But I also people. feel like there are people living in the South Bronx, people living in Brooklyn, people that are living in Manhattan that feel just as isolated, just as alone, Absolutely. just now, as disenfranchised. It's not, Absol- it's not just the Midwest, and but yeah, that, that, is a, that is a really big, that is a really big part. And that's why yeah. we lost the election, but there are people Yeah, the, um, the electoral college. I mean, literally the states that Russia. we forgot. Well, yeah, well, well that's a whole Yeah, Russia, Russia is Russia. another thing. I mean, but Hillary <laughs> Clinton won the popular vote. Let's <laughs> be real. Yeah. If it was by the people, Hillary Clinton won. Yeah. And there was meddling in the elections. But what I'm yeah. what I'm saying is, you can go as far as downstairs from me to my aunt, and my uncle, okay, who I'm sure I've talked about their racist antics on this uh, right. podcast before. Um, they are well educated. Um, they are from. Um, we are lucky enough to have a very nice house in a very nice neighborhood in Whitestone. Um, due to the fact that, like, my gra- <coughs> my grandparents bought it for like sixteen thousand dollars, you know, and mm-hmm. now we've just made it. A million dollar home, which is amazing, um, and that's kind of the whole neighborhood. For some reason, this neighborhood, who's very educated and very um, well aware of what's going on, only eleven percent of New York voted for Trump. Seventy-five percent of my neighborhood voted for Trump. Um, so it's not a matter of education; it's a matter of hate. And if you have people downstairs, who my aunt, my uncle, who who helped raise me, who um, yeah, who who. Um, you know, help raise me and saw me through and will say things to me like, oh, well, it's not because of the gay issues. It's all the other things. When I know they're just racist. And the thing is, if my rights and my equality and my my right to life, if you will, <laughs> my right to enjoy my life... Um, they vote against that every single election. Well, it's not right. about but that. But that can change. I, and they I don't feel I, lost. Sorry, they don't feel yeah. lost. They're just racist. And when push comes to shove... They see black people as the reason our houses aren't worth as much in my neighborhood. And the Asians came in, and now the neighborhood smells. And the Puerto Ricans down the block are obviously drug dealers. And they know better. They choose to say that shit. Well, they choose to yeah, hate. But those people shouldn't. To, this goes back to what I'm saying about these people that, that, that voted for him. And that... W- 
I'm a pretty open person. I know of you know you like white conservative. So you, I mean, you know, like yeah. I I you know you dance with the devil sometimes, but like still mad at you for that one. <laughs> hey, don't you love who you love? I mean, come on. So. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Your mistake didn't last as long as my mistake. Oh, so. orgasms. <laughs> so, sweet orgasms. You know. He was 10 years younger. What do you want from me? Oh, I'll go, uh, So, like, uh, so, but here's the thing, though, is that, like, and and I know people that, that voted for Trump. He didn't vote at all. But, um, okay. but I, I know them. They know me. I've known them for years. And literally, you voted for somebody that thinks that I'm not a person. And so how am I supposed to think about you? Because you don't care about me as a person. So now why should I care about you as a person? Because you've already dehumanized me. And so now there's there's no coming back. There's no breaking bread after this. Like there's oh. there. I feel like this country has a schism. And I, I stupidly watched Jesus Camp a couple of days ago, and that was, you literally go, is there hope? Is there is there hope to this? Um, you know, because you literally are watching people who are not going to be able to compete with people who like. I feel like it should be illegal to to have these things happening because they're not going to be able to compete with like my nieces and nephew. Thank God. Um, because there's not going to be that many jobs in, in 15 years when they're working. Um, but they're just not going to be able to compete. They're literally setting people up to fail at this point right. um, with the education, especially like, the, you know, Jesus camp showed the worst of the worst, of course. Like, I know Catholics and Christians who are not that, but that's in New York. They make up a big portion of, of, the, of the United States, and that's what's really scary. Right. I just think that, like, every person has the opportunity to come on board, and it's through our um, being persistent and consistent, we can bring them on board. We don't have to leave them behind. Or They'll can, leave themselves behind. We they can will. Computerize but we need to, like, work booth. to try. <laughs> we need to try, you know? Like, the thing is, is, like, we are better. We can try. And I think you're right. Some people, that's evolution. They're going to fall behind. They're just, that's just the way that life is. You know, they're not going to be able to get on board. But, you know what? We don't have to waste our time on these people. We need to organize. Sure. We need to get ourselves into politics. We need more people of color in politics. We need more people who represent our lifestyles in politics. And then we need to put our money where our mouth is. We, we need to put our time where our mouth is. And we need to vote. We need to change things. Um, I think that it's... Um, I think that the future is not looking very positive for the people who are on the Trump side of life, you know? Um, but the thing is, is like, we should take pity in a certain way, not on their racism or their homophobia or any of these things, but not every Trump supporter is homophobic or racist or against women. But if you a vote, lot of them, if you vote, I'm just saying, I'm just saying a lot of these people are scared. They're scared. They're very scared. And they don't understand the politics that they're voting for. They don't understand the full spectrum. It's, it's oh, yeah. coming from a place of ignorance. It's coming from a place of, like, I, I need to hear that, like, I'm going to be taken care of. I want to be able to care about gay rights or black rights or other people of, like, different abilities rights. But you know what? I need to know I can feed my family at the end of the day. But I also and I know that, like do, that doesn't give justification, but it's true. But statistically, that's a misnomer as well. Because if you look at the, the data of after the polling was taken... But these people don't all get to look at the data. Not everyone has, like... No, but I'm talking about know. the actual... Trump voters, if you look at the data, 
Trump didn't win with people making forty nine thousand dollars or less. Trump won with people God, making would, fifty thousand dollars. Forty nine thousand dollars. <laughs> like, well, Trump had a lot of very 50, one percenters. Fifty thousand yeah. to his his main pocket of voters made fifty thousand to about a hundred and fifty thousand. Right. Those were the the people that actually right. voted for him. So the people that are these really poor people that are afraid that they can't feed their families mm-hmm. that are living in, in these these really desolate places that don't have access to health care or insurance mm-hmm. or education the, those people did not vote for him so well i would argue that quite a few did and when you're talking about 50 to 100k you're talking about these people like in a family so you're talking about the middle class the middle class that's getting squeezed right now and they're wondering is there going to be a middle class these are not the one percenters but they're also not the bottom of the barrel these are people who are like holy shit our whole life is in flux right now but we're all 99% if you're not 1%. So we're all in the same That's shit. That's why we got to bring them on and say, you know what? We're all in the same shit and we need to talk about this. And we're going to be consistent and persistent. We're not going to give up and we are going to succeed regardless. We want you to be part of that um, success. We want you to be a part of a better world. We want you to be with us. We are not a threat. We are the solution. We are the solution for a better life. We're a solution for your children to have a better life. And we promise we have your interests in mind. We need you to have ours too and i promise we can do it all together you don't have to be you against the world we're here for you we promise we're here for you and we're not a threat and i think that's a problem is a lot of people feel it's them against the world my dad is a trump voter and this is a very difficult thing you know a lot of people hate it and on father's day i posted a photo of me wearing a pineapple hat and him wearing a trump hat and i'm like our politics are so different um because you know i would vote for a I pineapple stayed, i trump. stayed away from that <laughs> post i was like I'm going uh, to scroll. A lot of people were really angry. Yeah, fortunately, I'm black, so I don't have to worry about any Trump voters in my family because we didn't go uh, that way. But There are a lot of people of color, though, that did vote for Trump, and you're like, really? Is it, I you know. Mean, did you see that? Like, especially Hispanic voters um, well, uh, and Latino voters, they were very, like, um, you know, they were very... They want to get deported faster. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, not, but I'm not saying the majority <laughs> did, but there, there was still a thing. In fact, um, a really yeah, good friend of mine who's a PR... Said, I thought uh, someone's husband uh, got deported, and she was yeah. like, I thought he was only taking Take, the bad ones. Well, well, this is what they don't understand, like, don't is <laughs> that according to... Yeah, <laughs> but, like, according to... Trump that you know they are taking the bad ones but if you're here illegally you're breaking the law so you are a bad yeah, one so yeah. that's the that comes back to know. the beginning of our talk when I talked about like rules are not here just for bad people because what is bad is it is, um, you know, it's all perspective. Right. And that's constantly going to change. Right. You know, I really, right. uh, I'm very refreshed by your perspective. I think that you're very articulate in the way that you talk about things. Um, I think, I think it's a very complicated. We're in a very complicated time. Well, and, 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 and that's a, and that's really hard. That's yeah. hard, you know. And, and I think that also for um, I w- uh, something that's kind of frustrating to me because a, a lot of the people in like the Dust Bowl or the Midwest that part of the they say that the reason why they voted for Trump is because Trump said that he's going to help with the opioid epidemic and. That, you know, they feel like a, a lot of their, their family and their children are dying from heroin. And that now, all of a sudden, this heroin and, and opioid uh, addiction is a disease and it's not a crime. And I, I'm completely 100% resentful of it. Like, um, you know, because Fair. I... 
I'm a person of color. I, I'm from New York. I'm not from the city, but the suburbs of the yeah, city. Right. And I remember the 80s and I remember the 90s and I remember blacks and Latinos like, you know, Getting being on heroin jail, and crack and go right into jail. Right. So there wasn't it wasn't a disease. No detox, no it, it, this was a criminal behavior. It was a criminal offense. And how many people are still to this day sitting in a prison prison because now in 2017, what they had was a disease. But back in in Mm -hmm. like 1985, that was criminal behavior. Right. So now what you're talking about are two separate things. One is like the evolution, like you're talking about. We need evolution. It's an evolutionary process, which is great. I mean, I think it's what I'm talking about is racism. Because well, when yeah, absolutely. But we need prison reform. Starts. So you have prison reform, and then you have like evolutionary behavior, which is saying, okay, these people need help. Now that's where we're at right now. We're like, these people need help. No, we're saying white people with addiction need help. We're yeah. still saying that people of color with addiction are still criminals because if the really? people with color uh, with addiction needed help. They'd be out of the jails and into rehab centers, oh, uh, but they that's haven't prison been released. Refor- that's prison reform. I absolutely 100% agree with you that if we change policy on something, we need to let people go who have been criminalized on those policies. And yeah. you're absolutely right. That's 100% racism. But, but it's we're never going to happen because now if you go and you take all of the people of color or, or, or poor people that are in jail because of drugs today and you release them because now we have evolved to now believe that this is a disease instead right. of a criminal fence now these people are all able to sue whatever state local mm-hmm. government city that they came from and they could literally bankrupt states yeah. because if you're talking there's about a lot of people in jail from this there's yeah. massive amounts right there i mean, I mean prison I mean, is one of the of biggest money earners we have we privatize them it's prison, a huge money we have yeah. more prisoners in this country yeah. than like, any other any country other in the, the world. world we're the number one police state with the number one prison state yeah. right mm-hmm. so now if you, let's just say and yeah. i'm just gonna say for shits and giggles that 40 percent of I love the people shits and giggles. right they're the best <laughs> they're the best when you're on your third beer yeah so like 40 percent of of the people that have been jailed in this country are jailed due to some sort of drug related crime right. right yeah now you release all these people saying oh you know something we fucked up back in the the 70s 80s and 90s we thought you guys were all criminals but you're all sick you all get to go. Well, I lost 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years in of my life. life. How much Pay is that up. worth? Yeah. How much is that worth? They're never going to do it. No. But if you're in the Midwest and, you know, it's like, oh, you know something, my coal mine broke down, so I started spiking heroin. Now right. I have a disease and you no. guys have to pay well, for they're me. Well, the, they're not letting, like, the white people out of jail for it. They're just saying, okay, from now on. How, what's a, I mean, okay, let's, let's Mother Teresa but they're this also, shit. But they're also what's a, what's a solution? doing primarily white people drugs. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, look at cocaine. Cocaine's a great example. You have crack um, cocaine, and then you have, like, the refined cocaine, and they said, if you were were found, if you were found with, like, the refined cocaine that is, like, uh, eight ounces or, or, um, you know, whatever, it was a fine. You got a fine. But if you were found with crack, rock, you you know, you were found, yeah. That's criminal. Yeah, that's criminal. And and that actually targeted specifically um, poor communities who couldn't afford the refined cocaine. Mm. Um, And yet, they were basically the same substance in fact um not you know quote, not to quote the Whitney, refined stuff is almost <laughs> more dangerous because there's a bleaching process that happens with it so i mean that's completely targeting i absolutely do agree now the thing is is like let's get these people out of jail what's your solution i want to help i want to advocate for this i got a platform let's do it tell me a solution i want to work on it 
Yeah. Like, How can like, we save these people who have been wrongly, cri- you know, criminalized for something that, like, obviously they really just need to help with? Well, I think, I, I mean, here, here's my thing is I, I have two people in my family who have sadly passed away from drug overdoses. Very, I, very, yes. And I don't want to. Uh, oh, is it time? But we're going to have to wrap this up. But no, you no, both can stay. You both can stay, right. but uh, we're gonna we're gonna finish this story and then we're gonna go into the next segment. Yeah, no, but, but um, I want to hear. I a just want to say, um, I just want to say, like, I have two people in my family who are very close to me who have passed away from overdosing. I do think it is an illness. I do think that we need to um, look at it. I will say, I don't know the solution that won't put a state into a completely meltdown. Can of, we offer of free funding. housing? Can we say, look, we have to get it's you on your feet. That. It's about free the, housing. the government money. There should be retribution, but is there a way we can do it in installments so it's like, you know, almost like a check that they get every week to make sure that all their basic needs for the rest of their life are going to be taken care of. I mean, and saying, look, back then it was a really big issue. We were wrong, but at the same time, you know, we had to, we did have to rethink things, but the way of thinking was different back then. Let's let everybody free because it's better than you being in jail. But also, you have the right to have a successful life. All like um, we are going to offer you free housing and or um, allocation never for housing. Happen though, it's sad. It's, it's not never, never going to happen. happen. It, we can make it happen. We have to vote in the politicians who believe in this. We have to talk to our politicians. Yeah. You can change policy. The thing is, is like it, it's better than us saying, "Oh well, it's never going to happen. Fuck it, we're not going to do it." Because if no, we don't 100%. do anything, nothing will happen. We can change this. We are that. We are, if we're thinking about this now, we can also think of a solution. I know it can happen. Well, I think Easy. that you, you kind of are going to have to let people go with the. Easy. Um, Easy. No, it's, I, I, it's if you can dream it, you can do it. I know it's totally true. You can totally do it. Go under contract that they would yeah. not sue the government. Also, give them um, like a know, package. health care. Right, like you're just basically buying out like a the rest severance. of their life. Yeah, you're giving them a severance. Do you think that would be fair? Like, be like, we are so no, sorry. But I, I think that um, you know, trying to give them some sort of training in something that they can get a job and a career you know what i mean uh so they can take care of themselves and education i think like like they absolutely should get a free education they absolutely Mm. should get free health care if if they can get free housing until they have a job that they can actually like Mm -hmm. get their own housing but then you're kind of imprisoning them in another sense and you're not you're not taking responsibility for the fact yeah. that you've wronged them to begin with. And yeah. I understand that if you think about it, that you can change it. But we're also, like, from my perspective, I'm coming from a, a history where we still haven't been taken care of because of slavery. And that yeah. was wrong. So yeah, how absolutely. are you going to go and take care of people that have been wronged because of drugs? I well, mean, jail is far better. Far, I'm not far better. Jail is far worse them being free so i mean being free is a step up is it all that it ever could be is it the ultimate solution is it the appropriate solution absolutely not it's not enough it's not enough but you know what it's better than jail and we can take it one step at a time we can say okay let's at least get these people out let's get them out into the world let's support these people but psychologically a lot of them don't know how to function outside of being. you're absolutely right they're gonna need support you know right we can provide that that won't bankrupt us to provide support, to have, like, housing, to have, like, transitional spaces for well, these no, people. no, I mean, what won't, what will and won't bankrupt us? It's sadly, it's, it's, I don't think there's enough people, and I'm, I'm a half-empty kind of, kind of guy. But, like, sadly, I just don't think that there's enough people, even on the Democratic side, that want to change things for the better. I think the Democrats right now are 
the Republicans of yesteryear. Um, we have Republicans are ultra conservative, um, even on the leftist of the most uh, Republicans. Um, and then you have your Democrats who are mo- like, I loved Hillary. I thought Hillary was going to just continue in the Obama legacy. But the fact of the matter is, 10 years ago, she would have been seen as a Republican. Um, I had to forgive her for a lot of things because of the lesser evil. So because of that, I don't honestly think that currently there are enough people um, in Congress that give a shit. Now, do I hope that people that are listening and, and the people that have gotten involved, especially since, you know, the Orlando thing, a lot of my friends have gotten way more into politics, um, the Orlando thing, you know, the killing of 49 people, <laughs> the Orlando thing. Which you would have um, thought that alone would have been able to add brown and black right. but I'm just And they an did it like, it had, it had to be like within a few days of it, because that happened on, on the 12th, on the 12th. Um, I have to check my tattoo because I always think I have to the freaking. You have to update. Yeah, you know, I'm like, is it correct? I, I was so nervous getting it. I was like, let's triple check this on the internet. Um, but it was right around the same time, so I really think that it, it added it, it white people being so pissed really added insult to injury, like to that flag yeah. thing. You know, like um, being ethical and honest. And I know we have to wrap this, but yes. I'm just saying, like, um, being ethical and honest, it's expensive. But what we're buying with that. Yeah. You know, it's really fucking expensive to be ethical and honest. But what yeah, we're buying always. with that is luxury. The luxury of living in a world in which we know we're doing our best. And that is a world that we should want to live in. We should all strive for luxury. We should all strive for that. I think the fear and it is, will is be that your luxury, my luxury, and yeah. Republicans in Alabama's luxury are two I different think, things. I think people don't look at the base of luxury. Luxury is knowing that we're trying the best. Mm. And luxury literally translates into the best. You know, the best experience, the best everything. These people shouldn't be in jail. I mean, there should be a lot more education and awareness. I think that, like, it's it's going to take, like, a lot of steps. But you know what? Um, we started talking about it in this show. And I promise you, um, thank you so much for your education. I'm going to take it past this show. I'm going to work on it. And we're going to talk about it again in the future. Yeah, no, definitely. I'd love yeah, to. I'd absolutely, absolutely love to. Um, we're going to take a quick break before we go. Rain Dove, where can everyone follow your work, see your wonderful <laughs> statues, follow your, your <laughs> social media? Um, yeah, um, I'm at Rain Dove Model, R-A-I-N-D-O-V-E-M-O-D-E-L on Instagram. And you'll see a lot of side-by-sides. I actually, we didn't really talk about but I uh, I show the uh, gender disparity. So how I'm treated differently uh, when I'm viewed as male versus female. Um, because I think that, um, you know, my life is kind of fucked either way. Yeah. <laughs> AJ Marioli. Uh, you could always find me at the easiest way is I'm still promoting Words the Film. Uh, Words the Film on Twitter, Instagram is always great. And you could always check me out at MattioliProductions.com. Okay, this is Big Talking Brewskies. We'll be right back. Stay tuned.
feeling open And boy, it loves enough with words and spoken I said, boy, I'm telling you, you got me open I don't know what to do, it's true I'm going crazy over you I'm back in S.O.S. Please, somebody help me It's not helping for me to feel this Why, oh, you are me Relationships more Any subject We got it in store Big talking brewskis Is coming in live Crack when open Marissa has arrived Big talking brewskis With Marissa Smith Yeah Got a mic test Mic test Ooh oh, Listen to that Wait do I really not get A headset? Yeah, no, we're, no we're good I really don't hey, I really don't get hey the headphones guys, we're I really don't get the headphones. No, we're we're we're, we're live now. Do you want the headphones? Oh, I mean, yeah. I, everyone else so has that's, headphones. That's, we're we're it's we're just headphones at. around, and I don't have them, and I feel left out in the headphones. <laughs> okay, you can, you can, I mean, you I can use the headphones. I would love that. So we've got Robert Puncher uh, <laughs> insisting on headphones right now. It was in my rider, Marissa. Headphones and fresh cut mango, if it's available, please. We have no mango. I actually wanted a type of chocolate bar that could only be made in Denmark, mm-hmm. but uh, they only accommodated me with beer. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to accept the beer. Okay, uh, I'm, going I'm not to, going to I'm complain do about a the beer. Open right now. Uh, <laughs> yes. This is so big hard. talk and brewskis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm Marissa Smith. We've got Robert Puncher with us. <laughs> that happens every time someone says my name. Exactly. We also have Sarah Teed with us. Hello. And we've got uh, AJ Mattioli still with us. Yep, yep. And we've got Rain Dove still with us. So clingy. Can't help it. So clingy. All right. So now now that everybody knows who's talking, Robert, how was your week? Uh, my week was good. It was busy. My week was very busy. I was uh, working production on uh, Logos Trailblazer Honors at St. John the Divine's Cathedral in Manhattan. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it was cool. It was a fun, fun little, not little, it was a big, it was actually a big production. Um, it was cool to watch it all come together. It will air right now, actually, awesome. 8 p.m. No, it, never mind, it airs after we're done doing this. It yeah. doesn't air now, I'm yeah. lying. Uh, Do not tune out to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Stay here. Uh, so, Sarah, how was your week? It was great. I have um, I have this show coming up tomorrow. 
and uh, we've been rehearsing for it. It's at this little um, equity house in Hoboken called Miles Square Theater, and we've just been rehearsing it. It's, um, it focuses on New Jersey playwrights, and because there are a lot of um, there are a lot of playwrights and artists in New Jersey, but unfortunately they don't get the recognition that they deserve. So right. activities like um, or theaters like the Miles Square Theater or LITM and places like that are trying to highlight New Jersey artists. And so every play there, it's one-minute plays, and there are over 30 plays. Oh, wow. Um, and every one of them is by a New Jersey playwright. So yeah, that's really awesome. To be a part of it. That is awesome. Are you acting in it, or do you... I'm acting in it. Excellent. Nice. Yeah. So now, uh, Sarah, did you watch Wonder Woman? You know I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I walked out, and it's it's a it's a wonder that I didn't, uh, like, break my back. <laughs> like, yeah, I was immediately just starting to kick and everything. It was... <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, I, um, I went in. Just I've never seen anything about Wonder Woman. I never watched it uh, before beforehand. Never looked at any comics or anything like that. And I was amazed. You know, a lot, I heard a lot of criticism before I went in about the ending of the movie, um, saying that essentially she won the fight because she had she had memories of a man, and so she wasn't actually winning the fight. And I think that's a load of shit. Like. She, I don't know if uh, anyone else in here has seen it yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, but what happens... I watched it, but I'm mute, so it doesn't... <laughs> well, she... I, I didn't I see just it. Wanted to see, I just wanted to see her. I didn't really care about the storyline. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see it Robin Wright, like my wife. Um, and she gets inspired to like win this fight by thinking about this guy who is sort of the love interest. Who okay. Is, uh, Chris Pine. And... Then she gets inspired and fights with all her might. But I can think about people, and they're not doing any like they're not doing the work that I'm doing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Well, that's like almost like if 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 you would say that all of Salvador Dali's paintings were attributed to his muse, because he if it wasn't for the muse, he wouldn't have had the inspiration right. to do the paintings. So Salvador Dali like doesn't get any of the credit. It all goes to his muse, or the same thing with mm-hmm. Picasso. So that's kind of, uh, you know, I, I think that's just because, you know, she's a woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's better to say you draw on a little something extra sometimes when you have to make the extra push. I mean, you hear all the time of like parents pulling cars off from their children or people doing extra things that are a little beyond their capacity. And I mean, I don't think it's unfair to say, you know, this person has something that's a little bit more to live for. And there's nothing wrong with having a little bit more to live for, especially if it's love. Mm-hmm. Right. Also very metaphorical uh, because she she didn't have a lot of experience in the world yet. And that was like the one man she had any type of relationship with. So Oh, no, you can't. No, no, no. You got to dip your dick in a lot of ink before. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> romance is not dead. Right. And maybe it was love at first sight or first lasso, maybe. as maybe. it might be. But I, I, you got to kiss a lot of frogs. I think yeah. what made the difference <laughs> is that it was a female director. Right. Mm. And because of that, any time, one of my friends and I were discussing this, any time that she saw something that could have been done better, she did it better. Okay. Like any small thing, even if it was just the tiniest thing, she, she made the difference. Right. Whereas maybe a male director might not have, but this particular director knew that this is a pivotal movie for women in film and women starring in film, especially something as, as powerful as Wonder Woman, where everyone sort of idolizes her. Um, it, it needed to be done correctly, and I, I think that it was perfect. Yeah, no, um, you know, I haven't seen it. I'm not really like a big 
superhero cartoon movie yeah. kind of, like, you know what I mean? It's like, ah, it's all right. Like, you know, it's usually like some, like I'm on a date or something and he wants to see it. And I'm just like, all right. I used to like it a little bit more, but now because, like, because I'm a filmmaker, I know, I started out in production design. Mm -hmm. um, So I used to get to build a lot of sets. And now it's, there's so much like, oh, throw a green screen behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but that that can go to action movies or like, you know, any kind of kid movie. Like that, that's one of my qualms. Everything's done CGI and on the Mm -hmm. computer and it's. It takes away the art from it and the things that I used to enjoy about action movies. The craft that went into it isn't really there. And, you know, on that end of it. Um, right. And for me, the the storylines don't isn't enough. Um, for me, I'm just not an action kind of kind of guy. Um, but I, I do want to see the new Wonder Woman because I heard it's directed phenomenally. So Yeah, it was uh, great. As soon as you said the craft... My man, my mind went straight to the Nev Campbell like which you're remaking, by the way. Shut up! They're remaking it. Who's in it? Who's in the craft? No, the, the remake. Oh, I don't know. Oh. All I know is it's not going to be Nev Campbell, and like that—that's yeah. a sadness. There's nothing. I don't know. Nev Campbell was like literally like my sexual awakening. So I'm like <laughs> I'm like party of five. Nothing gets better. And now I'm friend, I'm like friends with her brother now, so it gets like really awkward because uh, I'm like, how's his sister? He's like married with kids. I'm like, don't damn. gotta ruin it for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, can I come over for Thanksgiving? <laughs> don't worry, why I'm in the bathroom so long. <laughs> I show up with a full turkey. What's up? <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Um, so Robert. Um, Yes, Marisha. How are you? Uh, currently, you, at the moment, I, I am well. I have not seen Wonder Woman yet, which is why I have uh, opted to stay quiet on okay. that film. I actually did hear, though, the same um, the same complaint from friends who have seen the movie that it's intended to be this great feminist empowering film, which it was real world. I don't know about the plot itself, but I yeah. do know that that director uh, is now the highest grossing female director. Fantastic. In all of Hollywood, which right. is incredible, because okay. I think she's in like her late, mid to late twenties. So oh, amazing, incredible for her, and she's going to have an awesome career list, moving forward. Yeah, she just list. bumped you. Pre Wonder Woman, but um, yeah. So I, I heard the same the same feedback of it. That scene at the end could potentially somewhat take away from the empowerment of the film because she saved the day do you feel due to a man do you feel that if she was a lesbian it would have been and like this is a serious mm-hmm. question like do you feel like if she was a lesbian and it was a lesbian instead of chris pine who was very pretty um if we grow a wig on them same difference <laughs> Um, but, you know, do you think that if, uh, <laughs> if you think Loving that if she was a lesbian, do you think effects. it would have read a little bit less or a little bit more feminine, fe- like feminism? I think, I mean, granted, I didn't watch it, but like just my take on it, it would be no, just because I think the fact that she had to draw on love in order to do it mm. makes it sexist. Because Fair. I think that if it's a man, it's like, He's strong, he's able, he's willing, he's doing this for justice in the American way, and he's doing yeah. it for society. But if you're a woman, whether or not you're a woman that loves a woman or a woman that loves a man, oh, well, you can only do things because of love. Because, you know, just you were supposed to be in your little kitchen 
love set you free. Now just fight the good fight because of love. Like, now, what's wrong with that? Doesn't Superman also like draw motivation from Lois Lane and Batman saves but, the woman who's with uh, Harvey Dent? What's her name? I'm also not Peter a superhero Parker, guy. At all. Also, another one. The Hulk is like yeah. He's by you always. Love, it's you know? like a, a classic like staple. Cla- we have to think about when Wonder epic. Woman was created. I mean, Wonder Woman was created during a time where it was revolutionary that a woman could do anything outside the kitchen. And frankly, there was like this weird kind of clash of people who had stepped up to provide during a war that had taken a lot of people and and telling them, you need to go back home now. You need to go back to your fucking kitchen right now. You know what I mean? When those comics became popular, it was like, you need to go back home because these people are coming back and they need their jobs back. And women had found a sense of empowerment, of making their own money and their own decisions outside of the home. And Wonder Woman was very revolutionary, but it also... Um, was revolutionary but had to cater to the people who had the money to produce it, which were men at the time, who True. were conservative in their values. And it, and it was a revolutionary but safe comic. And when we, were, when we talk about the creation of Wonder Woman in modern days, I mean, in order to be like you know, able to do justice to the comic when it was created, it, the comic when it was created hasn't evolved as much as we have. And I think that the movie stretched the boundaries of even the original comic that was created, you know? Um, because even the original comic wasn't even as badass, I think, as like we pushed the character to be in the modern day film. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about periodical like time travel here. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I mean, I also don't mind a little bit of of uh, the whole love thing. I'm I'm a big uh, fan of Fuck that love, whole. Go on. Jo- I know. What's <laughs> their next movie? They should be in a lesbian relationship. It's so I know. Oh, always lesbian relationship. Yeah. Always. Um, <laughs> Good sound I, I effect definitely, timing. For me, I, I think of it from a sales point. Like for me, I would the, my favorite part of that would be the love story. Um, and I got out of like a thirteen year relationship, and like so, I was I'm like practically the, like a divorced person. Like <laughs> like in the real world, I hate love. Like I'm just like, oh god, I hate everybody. But if it's with a superhero, yeah, uh, you, know, <laughs> you can believe about, like, again. You know, I mean, my my I love. You know, I always say like, um, Judd Apatow lied to me. You know, um, I love romance movies. I love that, like, there's trial and tribulation, but at the end, they get together. Um, that never happens. I know, and it never happens. It never happens. I'm, like, just waiting. I'm, like, oh, now she's with another guy. Oh, they're getting married. Oh, oh, no, it's it's never going to happen. That, that Judd Apatow ending of getting back together is not going to happen. Um, but I still like it, and I, I think that if I was to watch a superhero movie... Um, I would want that. I think that's, I mean, why I watch superhero movies in general. A lot of what goes down is never going to happen. This woman's yeah. never <laughs> actually going to fly around the world throwing cars. But I still like to see it. Chris Pine wasn't exactly the conventional hunk, let's be real. I mean, Chris Pine's character wasn't like, you know, they weren't, I don't, I don't think they were conventional. Did you feel like they were a conventional hunk? Not necessarily, no, because, I mean, he did sacrifice himself. Yeah. But aesthetically, when you look at them and their bravado and who they are. Chris Pine? Yeah. Uh, I think he's pretty hunky. Yeah, I don't, Rain, I don't don't think you've been with, I don't think you've been with, like, a man in a very long time. (laughs) I don't really find them to be, like, the conventional, like, they didn't feel domineering, I think is maybe the best way to put it. Like, you know, they weren't, like, physically, like, domineer, like, you know, they kind of... I almost felt like it was Wonder Woman dating Peter Parker in a way. I mean, and that, okay. that was my personal okay. opinion. That, right. was my, that was my vibe, though. I mean, but this is someone who doesn't, like, you know. That's actually the, the porn that Marissa watches. Oh, <laughs> that's like, wah, 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 or however um, that shit works. You know? No, but, like, 
I don't know, but I think that kind of makes sense though, because like I don't like I I feel like Wonder Woman would be like an alpha woman, and she doesn't want like some guy trying to like. You think she would just have fuck boys? Is what you're saying? She would have a couple of fuck boys and over a relationship. Do you have anything other than that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. She, uh, okay. No, but like I, I I don't see her like trying to like get down with some guy that's gonna be like trying to like oh no like you're just a little lady like let me go kill that spider for you like you know what I mean like I just don't yeah. see her it's just like don't worry boo I got this like I just see her like I mean maybe he's a bottom <laughs> I mean really I mean even Lois Lane was kind of a badass I mean you know superheroes ten- I mean when you look at Gwyneth Paltrow's character and um Iron Man. I mean, she kind of played like a badass in a way. I mean, Ugh, Iron Man. Just she wasn't rich exactly like being physically competent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, mentally she was very competent. So um, now, Robert. Yes. If if you've been in comedy for how long now? Six years. Six years. Okay. Yes. So now, if somebody had told you <laughs> yeah. something, Thank you, imaginary audience. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> what What do you wish, like? year one or month one mm. that someone would have told you then that you feel like would have helped you so much more now wow um that's a, that's a that's a deep one or it's a I'm, I'm getting in there yeah uh okay this is let's let's go with this this is something that i've been uh, realizing for myself recently is that uh i wish early on i had been told not to take it so personally okay. not to get so caught up so yeah. involved based so much of my personal ego and well-being based on how i'm doing on stage or how i perceive my career is moving along to see it as a separate entity from myself and continue being a person right. <laughs> outside of stand-up so i feel like i don't know if you've had this experience especially whenever you first start there's a lot of uh a lot of self-doubt there's a lot of insecurities there's a lot of figuring things out but you want to work hard so you like commit yourself to this craft and you dive headfirst in and you'll kind of isolate yourself at least i know i did i know a lot of people i have no who i associate with you yeah (laughs) and that's not healthy and it's uh you kind of niche yourself off into this one little community and become a lot less relatable uh and less able to communicate with regular people yeah the muggles the outside yeah, world exactly. so that's that's the uh, that's boring. the advice that i wish that i had had <laughs> they are, yeah i yeah. feel like anyone out of the entertainment business i just don't it's like they're really kind of boring. get yeah I don't, nah. they don't understand you either yeah i like feel <laughs> like they always look like i'm so extra and i'm like but well my friends i'm like not enough like yeah. like mm. i might be extra to your you know regular nine to fiver but like well my friends if you're not bigger than life you're not getting noticed and they're all in the entertainment business so for me it's like you know i guess it would be nice to date someone not in the entertainment business because it would be like a nice like vacation it's an interesting balance yeah there's only so much country i can do though and i feel like Mm -hmm. maybe like twice a week if i saw someone not in the entertainment business that would be all right you know i was always told um the reason is always bigger than the reality 
you know, and you have to remember the reason is bigger than the reality. The reason will always overcome. It'll overcome hunger. It'll overcome isolation. And it'll overcome all that self-doubt, you know. You know in your heart, like, what you're supposed to do. And I don't even know if heart is the right thing for it, but, you know, you know that this is what your intention is. This is what you're supposed to do. And that reason is way bigger than the reality of the fact that people are going to push you aside, hold you back. Um, because, you know, we're here for something that's ethereal, even though it may feel very physical, yeah. you know. Oh, that's fair. I mean, right. I think, um, yeah, I, I couldn't do the stand-up. I couldn't do anything on stage. Like, luckily, I'm behind the cameras. Like, I don't know how y'all, like, and you too, like, like to be on camera, like, and to be on camera, to be in front of people, and to be in front of an audience. Like, it's so raw. And, like, I, whenever people, like, don't give actors that credit, I'm, like, the first producer to be, like, they gotta get to it especially like when you're doing you know whether it be you know comedy to do the same thing over and over and make it continuously funny funny. yeah like that's hard to do you know or these Broadway people that are doing the same making Mamma Mia interesting night (laughs) after night after night it's gotta (laughs) be an exhausting task Uh, I think it comes I'd I'd argue it comes and goes in waves like it it can be personally tiring but you also develop a metronome as you do it so for the audience, it's still fresh. It's still yes. new. It's yeah. still entertaining. Yeah. So to keep yourself excited can be tiring. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it actually, if like anything else, I think just performing gets easier as you do it. It gets more comfortable. Yeah. I I think that like it gets more comfortable, but at the same time, I kind of feel like um, for me to like keep it interesting for myself like i had to keep challenging myself every time yeah and different like material or like yeah different material like now like i am like i don't do set lists anymore so mm-hmm. like i i just kind of work off of you know what did somebody before me say what is the audience doing and then i try to just free ball it until i get to a, a like one of my prepared jokes and i do that so that it's new every time and I don't know when a joke is coming out anymore. Like, it's just like, but I got so tired of knowing, like, okay. Of doing the exact exactly. same script this again and again and again. This one minute and 15 seconds long. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, now, and even in writing jokes, it's kind of like, I'll write a premise and I'll write a punchline, but I'll write nothing in between. And then just, every time, I just know that, like, I have to start off with this premise. I had to dance a little and I had to get to this punchline. And then I don't know what that dance is. It depends on who I'm in front of. But, like, I just kind of... I would be... That would make me so... I mean... But you know something? That, to me, is more comfortable than going to a dinner party and sitting with five people and talking Mm. to them about kids and and daycare. Oh, God. And and you're the comic, so they'd be like, say something funny. It's just like, oh, it's like, that's, like, so interesting. You tell jokes. So, like, that's interesting. What are some Mm -hmm. of your jokes? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But it's like, you know, and I'll be, like, I'm always around because, you know, I... My age. I'm always around people that are like married with children oh, and they're God. buying a house and they've got gardens and, and they're talking about like fucking like um, what they're using, kind of manure they're using <laughs> yeah. in their garden. And I'm like, Terrible. why? Terrible. Like, why are we talking about why this? Are we talking about- like, it's like you're literally talking to me about shit and you're expecting me to be interested. I want to shake them and be like, when did this happen to you? <laughs> like, it's well, I'm like, still like in the, and you know, I'm 36, but like if my friends tell me that. That was it, a good year. Go on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like when my friends are like, oh, I'm pregnant, I still jump to, oh my God, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's still like this. And it's just, you know, they're like, have it with my husband. And I'm like, oh, 
Oh no, that's that's congratulations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. That's awesome. That's dope. So um, you need a ride to the clinic? What's the yeah. deal? <laughs> may, may I ask a question? Yeah, um, yeah. Ha- like, I would love to know like a time that you feel like you completely bombed it, mm. and then a time that you like you like I nailed this. You know what I mean? And and how you felt like when you went through that process? Got ya. You want me uh, to relive a painful Please memory and to cry for you guys? That's right. right. And, now? Then, okay. and then and then heal it up. Ooh. You know, with a little like. This is like therapy now. Uh, No, but I mean, I find it very interesting. I mean, a comic works so hard on their jokes, and then you walk out, and sometimes it can be a complete dead space. I've been there. I've seen it happen. Definitely, 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 definitely. And it can be jokes that work every other night, too. (laughs) I'll give my worst. This this is my absolute worst I ever had. It was uh, Boca Raton. I was... Uh, There's the start of the worst mm -hmm. right there. Uh, I was 21 years old. It was an outdoor room, the meatball room. Uh, Well, that, I mean, you know, a meatball is obviously the fucked up one to get, right? You get a meatball and that's usually like the butt, you know. There should be so much comic gold with a meatball, though. (laughs) You can juggle it. You can throw it at somebody. It's a meatball. It's It's a prop. I do mainly meat-based prop comedy, so (laughs) it should have been a great gig. Uh, You were cursed. (laughs) by the mystery meatball but now so it's like an outdoor venue they were round tables so people are seated facing each other they had been served food uh, right before i got on stage oh man the host of the show was just the owner of the restaurant not a comic at all uh and then the audience was like mostly geriatric floridian jews and uh, the floridian part was an important part to know yes yeah yeah, I've done tours as a stage manager. I've to- done tours mm-hmm. in Boca Raton. Like, best of intentions, there's always a full audience, but they have them fall asleep. But it's not their fault. It's not your fault. It's just they've old. left the and last of their ate. laughs. Yeah. They're done. But did you walk <laughs> out there with hope, or did you immediately walk out there with defeat? Were you like, no, this it was, is I fucked. believed. I'm <laughs> I was like overly confident. I saw oh, there was no. a bad crowd. I'm like, no, I've done this before. I'm here for New York. I'm going to win laugh. these fuckers <laughs> over. Yes. Uh, and I kept that mentality through like minute four. I'm like, nah, they're silent now, but they'll wake up. They just haven't caught on yet. <laughs> so minute you were like, seven. You were I'm like, like oh, I'm going to make gonna this work. Yeah. This is going to happen. Yeah. And then there's a breaking point where I'm like, they they don't even know that I exist. How long was your set? 15 oh. of the oh, most no. minutes and I got yeah. off and I got in an Uber and I left. <laughs> like, I was what did the, did the owner say anything to you? Were they like... I don't that know. Was he was back on stage not hosting and I just... <laughs> I think I apologized and booked it. Yeah. And I did like a heavy metal club later that night and that one was a ton of fun. So I, you had that Crazy saving event. moment and you, you just don't take that. those bad ones like, too personally. When you have like a really bad bomb, like you need immediately to have like a good set like right after otherwise yeah. it's just like it's like weeks of just like oh, oh god mm. yeah. like you know which is great because you're it's that you're only as good as your last set so no yeah. matter how yeah. many other times you've killed you have that one bad one i've you're lost like, it all lost yeah it all. i'm yes. never getting it back no hope. Take the said doing? that they had a really hard time because that one set about them having breast cancer mm-hmm. when they literally went on despite the fact that they had just found out they had breast cancer it went viral they were big and then they're like now what and they had a big uh, a hard time with this is there any advice you give people who like are having a hard time right now i mean it doesn't always have to do with comedy sometimes people are just like shit is hard right now you know and even though it may be temporary for them it's sometimes difficult to continue you did your whole set you could have just like run off taken off all your clothing been like naked I've done that in Florida as well actually I just (laughs) did a two week contract of a naked comedy show in Fort Lauderdale that was uh, (laughs) that's my most recent Florida experience 
Um, Wait, are you serious? Oh, yeah. Oh, what was Kim the name of the show? Uh, totally Naked. Ronnie Larson's Totally Naked Comedy Tour. Oh, well titled. Empire <laughs> Stage. <laughs> Yet people would still come and afterwards be I can't believe they were naked. <laughs> it's cloudy. Why do you think totally the ticket was 50 bucks? Right. You know? It's not just naked, it's totally naked. Yeah. You should have known that it was naked. And yeah. it wasn't naked and afraid. I mean, these people were really into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think you have to do something that makes you feel good. Like Boom, it, back to the prevalent question. Yes. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm moving it along. Um, but uh, I, you think don't want to talk about my balls anymore because you put them in all the <laughs> drinks. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen that. Could be one. But <laughs> I, I think that like when you're having like a, a really hard time, like even if it's something small, like you like to knit or you like to take a walk or you want a donut or something, like. I'm a donut person. Like I, when I I'm having a donut. bad day, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Donuts. I have bad day donuts, and like when I'm just like, I feel like my whole world is colliding. I will like sit down. I get a donut, and I'll sit there, and I'll be by myself, and I'll just eat this donut. And I'm just like for that like three seconds mm. that I'm eating this donut, I'm like, everything's okay. Yeah. Everything's there's still goodness in this world. Like everything's fine. But I feel like you've got to just. Do something. You have to have a thing that you like, and I think that's a hard thing. Well, what's your what's your go to donut to make yourself? I feel had better? the exact same question. Yeah, yeah. Is well, it the heart shape it, with sprinkles. It, it, it depends. It depends on where I'm at. And okay. um, as far as depression, where you're at, or like well, location, where you're at, <laughs> location, okay. where I'm at, it's like a, you're kind of sad. You have like a <laughs> donutar <laughs> cultural <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah, no. Glazed so like, donuts are great for anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like th- that's like my, my 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 basic bitch donut when I'm having a basic <laughs> bitch day, like a basic bitch bad day. I will have a glazed donut. Now, okay. if I'm having like one of those like. Oh my fucking god! I have to, and, and I can't remember. It's on like Twenty Third Street. It's next to Gotham Comedy Club, but they have a coconut cream donut, and it's like square, and it's glazed, and it's got little like coconut. On. That is my like. Um, I'm about to flip tables in this bitch donut, <laughs> like. You know, that's, but now if I'm having one of those, like, uh, now sometimes a donut cannot console me and I need a cake. (laughs) Um, And when I'm having one of those, like, cake days, there's a place in Astoria. It's like. Oh, you uh, travel for your shit. If my day is that fucked up, yes, I'm saving lives with this fucking cake, okay? So, like, I'm. I have a a baklava cheesecake that I get. Shut your mouth baklava cheesecake so like it's a cheesecake but the crust is baklava Mm -hmm. and it's got like honey drizzled over the top and and nuts like that is that is like my that is my cake of desperation like Mm. i'm just like everything is shit i'm never gonna get out of this like that is like i will go there and 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 i shamefully eat that shit and like if i find any park bench anywhere (laughs) and i'm just like <laughs> um, yeah. Right. If I'm being super naughty and tawdry, I'll eat White Castles in the street. Like, oh it, god, like, yeah. Yeah. Like a, that's oh. a different kind of donut. Yeah, when, yeah that's when a White Castle. That's a meat Ace, donut. When White Castle went out of business on Eighth Avenue, it was like a part of me died. <laughs> Wait, it went out of by Penn dead. Station. Yeah. Get the fuck out yeah, of here! I know. I have to take yeah, a better not have a bad day home. now. That shit um. is closed up. I went. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get two bacon cheeseburgers. Some onion rings. I went. No. And literally was like, 
Yeah, all by myself. Why are you judging no, me? No, I'm 37. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, yeah. hey. no, you she right has scissors right now. You're not all by yourself. That I'm was like, right <laughs> by the whole studio. Yeah, 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 out of business. I used to have bad shows and go over there, and yeah. then I'd get like a sack of, of, of White Castles, and I'd eat that yeah. shit walking to Grand Central Hell by you. myself in the rain. Like, now there's yeah. nothing open over there. I gotta have like a fucking smoothie at the the place in Penn Station. Or that dollar like, pizza that tastes like ass. I will completely concur with the the entire basis of the food therapy here. Or just. So the original question was whenever you're down post set or yeah, life yeah, yeah. in like, general. What can if you, you like translate to the average human? You care about, yep, right. Just do something you enjoy doing. It's, yeah. uh, it's just acceptance yeah. commitment therapy. <laughs> That's why I smoke a lot of weed. I, I yes. purposely fail now. So I can smoke <laughs> Say weed. Say excuse. Yeah. 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 I'm you like, oh, I had a bad day. Get in there. Jump in. Whenever I was like a teenager or anything like that, I always, and I still do now, I tell myself not to worry about things that I can do nothing about. Right. So if something in the past happened to me that I can't do anything about, I just tell myself to stop thinking about it. And eventually it works. Um, but sometimes it doesn't. Like the other night I was laying in bed and all of a sudden I had this flashback to a girl. I was like four and this girl was three and she bit a piece of my ear off and I have a notch in my oh. ear. And mm-hmm. I couldn't remember it for a year for years and years and years I couldn't remember why I had this notch in my ear and all of a sudden it oh, came back wow. to me it was just a few hours wow. I sat there thinking about like I should have like choke slammed her yeah. wow. <laughs> I should have used the people's elbow on her and you find her on her Facebook out. you're like I'm gonna get I don't you know her name. I know what she looks like and I know she has a little sister and I'm coming for her <laughs> like, be ready bear that's see I'd, I'd say continue to take the higher grounds because you don't know maybe this girl's coping mechanism instead of donuts uh, was human ears yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, that's very... Maybe fair. your ears are her donuts. Yeah. I, I just remember I didn't do anything to her. I was, like, throwing the ball She just Tyson you out of nowhere. I had in my ear, and I was like, what is going on? Wow. What God, just happened to brutal. me? Brutal. And I can't believe you didn't remember until recently. That's crazy. Yeah, I I'd repress that. <laughs> it just came back to me out of nowhere. And then as soon as I woke up, I was like... I should find out who that was. Yeah. I remember every time yeah. someone came close to my ears with their mouth, like, oh, shit. So, Sarah, do you feel like uh, people are, like, wasting their time getting master's degrees these days? <laughs> mm. uh, Way I, to change the subject. <laughs> like, well, I, that I reminds me of. <laughs> a, lot, a lot lately. Um, I think it depends what it's in. Um, as you already know, I went and got a, like, I did my master's degree in neuroscience. Right. And I feel like it was, like, if I had to take out loans for it, I feel like it would have been pointless and a complete waste of my time. Mm. Um, since I, from a graduating undergrad to up until I received my diploma, I had a job, steady job, and I, and I did well. I, but then as soon as I got a master's degree, I was let go. For two years, I didn't have a job. Wow. Oh, they, I couldn't, I couldn't did they cite that you were overqualified? That was the reason no, why? No, I just, they couldn't find a job. She became too pompous. They I were like, oh, look at the education on this girl. <laughs> what was your master's in? Neuroscience. Okay. Oh, and, damn. Um, so, like, I, for two years, and I'm still temping. Like, I'm temping in, 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 in science, but I'm not... I'm not being paid what I should be paid. I'm getting paid less than what I made when I had just had a bachelor's degree. 
Right. And so for science, I think it's com completely pointless. You have to go back and get a doctoral degree unless you're just doing it because A, you have a full ride or um, because you just want to learn. You have a drive mm -hmm. to learn. So if you're not going to go for your doctoral, you don't think it's if it even works. For science. For, science. For, for something like an MBA, I think it's completely uh, like... Oh, yeah. Zero. No, no, no. Totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But for science, it's like you're right. You're yeah. Undergraduate. Or go full force like yeah. doctoring. I mean, Do unless you need more beer, because I think I have an extra beer in the fridge. Okay. I mean, it, it is Brewski's with an S. Like at least, yes, unless true. you didn't do well in undergrad, or you want to make yourself more qualified to apply for graduate school, I just I don't think it's it's useful at all. Uh, now, thankfully, I like am more qualified if I want to go to graduate school because mm -hmm. I can prove that I did very well. Um, at a good institution in, in neuroscience. But mm -hmm. Plus the improv is definitely going to get you right into the doctor program. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, and. Yeah, I'll go you see if you don't know what you're up. doing, we know that you can act like you do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. People used to ask me that. They would say, um, why are you, whenever I was an undergrad, why are you majoring in biology and theater? I was like, I'm going to act like I'm a doctor. That's that's <laughs> yeah. Like, you're going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So you're wow. totally gonna have a long life. <laughs> I we just want you to enjoy like, the next seventy-two hours. I can't imagine like how much time that consumed because like science is like you know like a real major, and in theater it's just time-consuming. Mm -hmm. I mean, like you know, you get a major from it, but it's not like come on. Um, you do a lot of like you know zip zap zoop, and then all of a sudden mm -hmm. you have a graduate degree. I'm um, I love it, but um, it, it's still a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Like, the plays that you have to put on, the amount of rehearsals you have to go to, like, you can't just be like, oh, I know the lines, I'm good, I'm not going to come to rehearsal. Like, I can't even imagine how time-consuming yeah. having those two majors. I'd argue we, we all work within entertainment in that realm. Uh, the degree really doesn't matter that much. Have you had many jobs yeah. that they ask about, about your education? Yeah. It's I relationships, yeah. it's your portfolio, it's your resume. I know how to use, know how to use a lot of cameras that yeah. have no purpose to know how to use anymore. Because mm -hmm. I could shoot on a 16 millimeter. That's getting me some gigs. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's pointless. So we only yeah. have, like... Uh, Five minutes left, uh, but I I I, I want to move on to a a, uh, a couple of. Is this where you acknowledge that you play Pokemon Go still? Is this? I don't play Pokemon Go, but Sarah does. I I'm too scared to to battle anyone though. I've been playing it since it came out. All I do is catch them. I'm too scared. <laughs> Have you caught them all? I, well, the thing is, is that I, I caught almost all of them, and then they came out. They like they released the ne the second generation or whatever, and so now I don't because uh. they released new ones. And I was like, "Fuck you!" Mm. How I was, I was like type A that I was like, "I gotta get them all, gotta get every single one of them, gotta keep them." But then, and then they came out with these other ones, and I'm just like, "Son of a bitch!" It's like being in eighth grade and you're on top of the elementary food chain, and mm. then you become a freshman. You know, exactly. Like, Fuck it. <laughs> I actually have a question for you. Um, is there anything in the improv world that people can, like, you know, apply to their everyday life? You know, like, is there anything you, that you learn from improv that, like, you know, you wish everybody kind of knew? I like the I like thought the, the thing that's taught in improv, go A to C. Mm. Don't immediately, like, when you're having a conversation or when you're trying to relate to someone, you don't have to say, like, if you were sitting here talking about... Uh, 
macaroni and cheese, I don't have to talk about macaroni and cheese. I can say, okay, what does that remind me of? And what does that remind me of? Mm. And then I feel like you form deeper connections with people when you know how to have deeper conversations. Mm. Amazing. Not all, not all improv is deep, obviously. Um, yeah. But um, sometimes it is. There is also dramatic improv. There are TV shows that are completely dramatic improv. I don't remember what they're called, uh, but I've, I've looked into them, but I didn't get called in. Drimpov? Comedic improv. It's <laughs> <laughs> really cool. It's, I didn't know that, actually, the A to Z thing. It's really cool. Yeah, I know. Um, so now, uh, Sarah, are there, like, ads on Facebook that you find uh, particularly compelling? Oh, like, oh, my God. Um, all these these ones that I, I feel like the, they prey on. I wasn't on Facebook until this past year. Congratulations. Now, I know. I, Welcome I so to the Thunderdome. Wow. Yeah. And then <laughs> I, I go on there, and all I see are these like belly wraps to make women skinnier or the teas that make your bellies flat. It's just, and it's all posted by women mm. and it's all targeted towards women. They're really Russian, but go it's, on. It's like cannibalism. I'm wearing one right now and I'm not a woman. <laughs> it's, that's, it's, what, it's cannibalism essentially. Like The one that always gets me is the, the, um, the black, uh, flame mask that mm-hmm. like, like gets rid of the, the, Oh my God. It hurts. Yeah. So, it's like I've, ripping I've never your goddamn skin off. I, I, I've watched I those videos it, of people I'm, just screaming, yeah, and it, and peeling them off. And it just looks off. so good oh to me. Like, God. oh, I want to get all that nastiness mm. out of my pores. Like, it's just like I, I always want to buy it. Yeah? You did it? It hurt. You did it? it, it, did it? <laughs> it those, I mean, like, I never, like, screamed. But, like, it... Okay. Like, by the time I got to, like, it off to here... I wound up washing off over here because I was like, I'm not, I'm gonna rip my fucking skin off. Yeah. Um, and I was able to get the, my forehead off without a lot of pain. But over here was like on my on my cheeks was. But did it get all the um, gook out? Yeah, I mean, I looked amazing the next day. <laughs> yeah, I looked amazing. I mean, that's the important. Your eyes yeah. glisten <laughs> from the tears. It's like the first um, time I ever got a bikini wax, I punched the woman. <laughs> <laughs> and then she bit your ear. <laughs> And then she said no, and then she just ripped it off. Oh. You need like a, a, said, a boxing like, ring sound for yeah. this one. <laughs> <laughs> immediately just hit her. Oh. Well, yeah. maybe you had a flashback to like the person biting your <laughs> ear, yeah. Yeah. and you were like, "No one touches, baby." <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Yes. Okay. Um, so we have to wrap this up, but before we go. Um, Sarah, where can everyone see you next? See your place? Follow you on social media? This weekend, they can come to Miles Square Theater at in Hoboken. Uh, go to milesquaretheater.org or they can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Teetsy or just look at my name, Sarah Teed, on Facebook. Robert Puncher. Uh, this weekend, as soon as you finish at Miles Square Theater, you should shoot right on over to The Lodge at Woodstock for a very good comedy show. And I... Uh, Tomorrow, I'm going to be the name at of it. the, the, whole uh, brand, the Grizzly very good Pear on McDougal at 3 o'clock on Saturday, January... I'm sorry, January. July the 1st, I am going to be at Merriment and Mortification at Auto Shrunken Head. Catch me every Friday night from 6 to 8 right here on FLO Empire Radio. This is Big Talk and Brewskies. I'm Marissa Smith. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And remember, that health bill sucks. Tell them no. See you next time. Woo! Thank you. I'm obsessive when just when thought of you comes up. And I'm aggressive just when caught in closing up.